I am pretty easy to spot in a crowd, I mean. Even in a dark, hazy club on a crowded, strobing dance floor, it's hard to miss me. A fact that served me well all through my hazy, strobing 20s. Even in a pretty big crowd, a fact which still occasionally serves my friends well at gigs and festivals. Let's all meet up again at the main stage for Underworld. Yeah, but where exactly? We'll meet just at Panty at 10. I am hard to miss. Which is why, in retrospect, the Where's Panty Illustrated Children's Book wasn't the huge bestseller that Easton's had hoped. <laughs> now, some people might say that it's because I'm a seven-foot-tall humanoid cartoon crudely drawn in garish crayon. But those people can't be trusted, and they usually have a Celtic cross in their anonymous Twitter profiles. Because clearly, it's my luminous beauty and ethereal grace that makes me stick out like a sore but glamorous thumb. It is hard for me to go unnoticed or not draw attention. There's no point in telling me to blend in, because unless there happens to be a pride parade passing by, I fecking can't. I'd be the last one you'd pick if you were planning a bank heist. Though the police sketch of me released to the media by the police the next day would be very detailed and absolutely gorgeous. Because every witness would remember me with clarity. People's attention is drawn to difference. When I was an art student, I would spend a lot of time in the National Gallery, occasionally sketching, but mostly just gazing. Gazing at the pictures, these elegantly framed postcards from the past that hung silently and uncomplainingly, waiting to be gazed upon. In fact, it's their very raison d'etre to be looked at. You know, whenever someone trots out, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around to hear it, does it actually make a sound? I always want to say, well, of course it does, you bloody eejit. Sound waves don't care if you're there or not. Don't be so full of yourself either. There are forest animals, you know, rabbits have ears, big ones. It's such a stupid question. But if there's no one looking at a picture, is it still a picture? Is not a stupid question. In fact, it's a very good question. I'm glad you asked because I would argue the answer is no, it's not still a picture. Unfortunately for the plot of one of the gallery's most famous neighbors, most famous novels, a picture hidden away unseen in an attic is just a meaningless smear of tone and texture, a random mash of hazy spectrum points that has shape but absolutely no meaning. But when we look at a picture, our brains take in this tangle of color and shape and texture and put it all together using the clues the artist left for us, and we form a picture in our heads magically from the chaos of billions of photons smashing into our retinas. Pictures need us, because without us, they're nothing. They need us to be pictures, they need us to see them. Now, I may be no oil painting, but I also need to be seen. Performers, artists, they need attention. If you have something to say, something to express, a story to tell, an idea or a feeling to impart, you need someone to say it to, someone to express it to, tell it to, impart it to, you need an audience. So I chose to delineate myself from the background. I made an effort to draw attention, to be memorable. But when I was younger, I made those decisions more instinctively than consciously. That was mostly because I didn't know what I was doing. There was no handbook, no college diploma in tomfoolery and gender discombobulation. So I was making it up as I went along. I was making me up as I went along. There were even two earlier prototypes that were discarded before Panty, with even more ridiculous names. And even I didn't appear fully formed. I have grown and changed hand in hand with Rory. For starters, I used to be a redhead. I knew then that I had something to say, but exactly what it was was still unclear to me, half-formed and constantly shifting, so 
how could I possibly articulate it for an audience? But I kept trying. I kept trying because I was having fun trying and failing and trying things on and discarding things and adding and trying again and learning and peeling and fine tuning until eventually I found what it was I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. And it was only then that I was able to stop relying on instinct and start making conscious decisions about what I was saying and to whom I wanted to say it. But there was one other reason why I kept at it by instinct when I didn't know any better. And in a way, it's more interesting for me to think about. The reason I kept going by instinct when I didn't know any better was because I didn't know any better. And if I had known better, I might have stopped. Because what I didn't know then, but I've come to learn, is that there is a great power in being publicly different, in being your own self-expressed self, unashamedly and confidently, even if that self is imperfect or not fully formed. And that power is also a responsibility, because if you have their attention, you better know what it is you want to say. Because if you don't, they'll fill in the gaps by projecting meaning onto you anyway, and you will be held responsible. If you're lucky, they'll project something they needed or wanted, and you'll get credit you don't deserve. But equally, if it doesn't work out so well, you'll also get the blame. People remember the giant, crudely drawn cartoon and they interpret what she said or did in ways that she never thought of or even intended at the time because, well, she wasn't thinking and she was totally unsure of her intent. And years later, they'll tell her of this moment that she has no memory of at all that was significant to them and somehow changed them or their trajectory and for which now they give, they give her undeserved credit or blame. And it happens a lot, so often, that I now stiffen when a stranger comes up to me with a significant look and says, I remember so clearly the first time I saw you. And I wait anxiously to find out what meaning this unsuspecting stranger projected onto a young drag queen who was just having fun and meant nothing at all. Gracias. Beautiful. Uh, I'll tell you, it is hard work being glamorous in a pandemic. <laughs> it it is, yeah. 